We are Hope Church Guildford. This is a recent recording from our Sunday morning gathering. We hope you can join us at the Royal Grammar School on Guildford High Street, Sundays at 10am. Enjoy the message. Okay, good morning everyone. Feels a bit weird to be here, not there with a guitar in front of me, so it feels weird to have this, but it's quite nice. I like it. Um, Yeah, hello for those of you who don't know me. Um, My name is James, and I help lead the worship team here at Hope. Um, And as Chris was saying earlier, if you're new, it's a slightly different morning to our usual format. Um, Today, we're going to be dedicating our time together to worship. And specifically, we're going to be looking at seven Hebrew words for praise. And a bit later on, we're going to be putting them into practice. Now, the Old Testament is mainly written in Hebrew, and our Bibles today translate the word praise as to only have one meaning, when in fact the word praise in Hebrew has multiple meanings. And it's helpful for us to know and understand the different ways in which the word praise is used in the Bible to help us grow in our own worship. The word praise is mentioned frequently in the Psalms, and they have given us a wealth of imagery and expressions to help us get a glimpse of the greatness and splendor of God. I believe this morning, I'm hoping, and my prayer is that this morning will be significant as we grow both individually in our journey, but also together as a church. God wants to meet us in worship. So can I encourage you to dive into this? Don't tentatively dip your toes in. Don't kind of look at the person next to you and say, well, I will if you will. Let's just go for it. Let's just go for it. Um, And also before I begin, I just want to say, if you feel God is speaking to you this morning and you have something on your heart that you'd like to share, please come and let Chris know at the front. Um, And it might be that it's brought later tonight on the worship evening. Um, if it doesn't fit with this morning. But hold on to that. If you feel God is speaking to you, hold on to it. It's not going to be thrown away this morning. We can use it um, later this evening. So to give you an idea of the structure for today, I'm going to break this morning down into three parts. So in part one, we're going to look at what worship and praise is and the distinctions between the two. In part two, we're going to look at the seven Hebrew words for praise. And in part three... We're going to try and put some of these expressions into practice with a worship time and an opportunity to respond to what we've heard. And um, I will be speaking from the Bible this morning. I've got all the notes here on my iPad. Um, And if you don't have a Bible, we have Bibles at the back. So if you just want to stick your hand in the air, um, Maddie's there and Catherine, they're going to help give out some Bibles. And if you don't have a Bible, it's a gift from the church. Hold on to it. We want you to be able to read the good news and the word of God. So, let's lay some foundations before we learn some Hebrew. Firstly, what is worship? I'm hoping this click is going to do. Oh, it's working. There we go. Sweet. What is worship? So, whether we have a faith or not, All of us worship something. And it all comes down to one question. What or whom do I bow to? For some of us, we worship ourselves. We surrender to our feelings, our desires, our pleasures. And we say, whatever my body wants, I'm going to go after that. 
For others, we worship things like popularity, careers, money. We bow to people. But God says that he wants to be our first allegiance. And that's what worship means for us as Christians. To surrender to God and say that his ways are best and to gladly come under his leadership. In John chapter 4, Oh, it's already there, look at that. In John chapter 4, verse 23. Oh, no. I'm having a mare here. This makes me appreciate you guys on AV so much more. This is a nightmare. We're getting there. It's back a little bit more. There we go. In John chapter 4. Verse 23, it gives us a clear definition of what God wants our worship to look like. And it says, Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in the spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. Through worship, we realign our priorities with God's. And this is the core of the worship that we know as Christians. Now, worship can take many different forms and postures. As believers participate in specific acts of worship, whenever we celebrate God's worthiness and greatness by giving honour and glory to his name. Worship can be expressed in words, shouts, singing, bowing down, raising hands, and many other ways. Worship can also be the conscious choices that we make day to day. Worship may look like giving something up, or taking on certain responsibilities as an act of obedience, worship. Worship is that quiet time of prayer in the week, a choice not to sin when tempted, or as Chris shared last week, it may be sacrificing that money you saved for a holiday and instead giving it to the church. These are all forms of worship. So worship is in the choices we make. Do our choices bring worship to God? Now... There we go. Uh, it's got a, I see it's got a bit of delay on it. I worked it out. Right. What is praise? When someone gives you good news, when someone gives you amazing news, how do you react? What is your immediate reaction? Is it through tears? That's kind of my usual response to amazing news, like when Doritos are on offer in Sainsbury's. <laughs> or Arsenal Football Club have lost a great game. This is absolutely great news. Making a direct beeline for Rob over there. This is great news. It may be through laughter, joy, shouting, screaming, dancing, running, jumping. These are all acts of praise, and it's our reaction to this question that helps us think about how we engage with God. And we're going to look a bit more in depth in this shortly as we go through the seven Hebrew words. So praise is defined as expressing one's respect and gratitude towards, often, a deity, especially in song. Psalm 100, verses 4 to 5 say, Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. Praise is the joyful recounting of all God has done for us. It's recognising God for who he is and what he has done. Praise does not require anything of us. It is merely the truthful acknowledgement of the righteous acts of another. 
Since God has done many wonderful deeds, as it says in Psalm 18, verse 3, he is worthy of praise. Amen. So, what is the difference between worship and praise? You may be wondering, why am I bringing this up in the first place? To be honest, it's only in the last couple of years that I've come to realize myself and learn that worship and praise are two kind of separate things. And that when we make this realization, it can have a significant impact on how we view worship and praise. We prepare our hearts for worship through praise. I'll say it again. We prepare our hearts for worship through praise. In a musical setting, when we sing these songs that contain truths about God and his majesty and power, we are reminded of his glory and splendor. And this can take us to a place of admiration where we express our gratitude and awe at what God has done for us. Praising God can take us into a place of worship. So, what instruction does the Bible give us on why we should worship and what the purpose of our worship is? In Romans 12, verse 1, Paul says, Therefore I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. In Isaiah 4, um, verse 8, it says, Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. In this passage, Isaiah reveals his heart attitude towards God. This is the same attitude that we want to come with today, with open hearts. You can almost visualize his posture here, with open arms or possibly on his knees. Here I am, Lord, send me, calling out to the Lord. This is an encouragement within the Bible for how our worship should look, fully surrendered to God. And in Psalm 103, verses 1 to 2, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. True worship takes place on the inside, within our hearts or spirits. This is the dwelling place of God's. So, part number two. The seven Hebrew words, or postures, as I like to call them, of praise. So what are the seven Hebrew words for praise, and why are they helpful? What relevance do they have to us today? Um, for those of you who have been attending Hope for a while, you may remember a few years ago that Johnny Pike, um, he shared these seven words of praise. And um, this was inspired by this great book. I've got it here. It's called Holy Raw, and it's written by Chris Tomlin, and Darren Whitehead. It's a great read. I thoroughly recommend it. Um, if you want to read it, I've got one copy here. Otherwise, get it on Amazon. It's like six quid. I don't know. Um, and I'm going to read the first page of the book to explain why learning about this has relevance to us here today. So, first page of Holy Raw. In the ancient world, something extraordinary happened when God's people gathered to worship him. It was more than just singing, it was a declaration, a proclamation, a time to fully embody praise to God for who he is and what he has done. In fact, the Psalms, in fact, 
in the Psalms, seven Hebrew words are translated into the English word praise. Oh, wow. I've only just looked behind me. Each of which represents a different aspect of what it means to truly praise God. It is through putting these postures or expressions of praise into practice that we can draw closer to God. So the theologian Richard J. Foster says the Psalms are the literature of worship and the most prominent feature is praise. Praise the Lord is the shout that reverberates from one end of the Psalter to the other. Singing, shouting, dancing, rejoicing, adoring, all are the language of praise. So, part two, the seven Hebrew words. Before we begin, you may have noticed on your chairs that we have pen and paper. What I want you to do as we go through these, as we go through these words for praise, is I want you to write down one or two of the words that resonate with you. It may be for a good reason, you may feel joyful, or you may feel, you know, excited that you want to um, express this word of praise, or you might feel like, really uncomfortable when you read it and say, well, that's not for me. I want you to hold on to those words as when we get to part three, as we have a worship time later, I'm going to encourage us to put one or two of these words into practice. Now, even though the phonetic spelling of each word is going to be behind me, I still think I'm butchering the pronunciation of these words. So forgive me if you know your Hebrew. There's no test at the end. Just focus on the parts that are going to speak to you. So, Hebrew word number one. Doesn't matter. Hebrew word number one is yador. Yador, which means to revere or worship with extended hands, to hold out the hands, to throw a stone or an arrow. In Psalm 60, verse 3, it says, May the peoples yador you. God, may all the peoples adore you. And in Psalm 45, verse 10, it says, All your works, your faithful people extol you. And one more psalm for you. Psalm 44, verse 8. In God we make our boast all day long, and we will adore your name forever. Is there any more of a natural expression of excitement, wonder, or awe than raising your hands? Whether it's the excitement that comes from seeing your favorite sports team score a goal, the joy of hearing an unexpected promotion, or the elation that comes with the declaration of a victory in battle. Aren't we prone to expressing enthusiasm with upshot hands? It's almost a primal instinct, something coded into our DNA. And regardless of the language you speak or the country of origin, haven't you felt this urge? This is your door. I think this is an expression of praise that most of us will be familiar with and may have done at some point. And I, I particularly love the different levels of hand raising you can see on a Sunday morning in church. You've got what I like to call the Eddie the Eagle. Then <laughs> you've got like the, the chronic chest pain. And then if you're, like, if you're really feeling it, some people go full rocky like this. It's a great expression of praise. So praise word number one, your door. We're going to move on to number two, which is holau, which means to boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously foolish. Holau, to boast, to rave, to shine, to celebrate, to be clamorously 
foolish. In Psalm 149, verse 3, it says, Let them hallow his name with dancing and make music to him with timbrel and harp. And in Psalm 150, it says, Let everything that has breath hallow the Lord. Hallow is the primary Hebrew word for praise. It's where we derive the biblical word hallelujah, which means praise the Lord. It's an exuberant expression of celebration, a word that connotes boasting, raving, or celebrating. It carries a notion of acting in a way that is clamorously foolish. In 2 Samuel, David is described as a man after God's own heart. And it says in 2 Samuel chapter 6, wearing a linen ephod or a, a garment, David was dancing before the Lord with all his might while he and all Israel were bringing up the ark of the Lord with shouts and the sound of trumpets. And later, in verse 21 of the same chapter, David says, It was before the Lord who chose me rather than your father or anyone from his house when he appointed me ruler over the Lord's people, Israel. I will celebrate before the Lord. We find out later in this passage that David's wife, despised him for dancing around half naked. It was, it was undignified, it was embarrassing, and I'm sure we've all seen some embarrassing dancing before. I'm, I'm a musician by trade, um, and I perform at a lot of weddings, and I've seen my fair share of undignified dancing, and it's, it's a painful watch. Um, but in David's case, his dancing wasn't from being intoxicated, it was an expression of praise, and he was more interested in being all out for God rather than what anyone else would have thought for him. Our praise and worship is about honouring the Lord, not about impressing others. And in Holy Raw, it says that true Holau contemplates laying aside your inhibitions and killing your self-consciousness. The great writer C.S. Lewis said, the most valuable thing the Psalms do for me is to express the same delight in God which made David dance. So we've looked at your door and halal, and I'm, I'm going to invite Dan and the rest of the band up. They're going to lead us in a song. So as we sing this song, can I encourage you, first of all, shall we all stand? And let's have a go at putting these expressions into practice. To your door, to raise our hands, whatever that may look like for you, whether you're Rocky or you're an Eddie the Eagle, whatever that may be, and also to celebrate and boast of our wonderful God. So, over to you, Dan. Just um, as, we, as we come to worship, I'm struck with a story which I want to share with you, which is silly, and that's okay. As we've heard about clamorously foolish... Um, James was reminded when this idea of David and dancing half naked, her story of Tim Hughes who leads worship at HTB and having this moment as a man walked down the aisle in a trench coat and opened up his trench coat to be fully naked and he'd taken this as a really literal uh, come to worship moment um, and he had to be slightly removed by the, by the <laughs> staff team. I just want to encourage you that as we do our kind of foolish and we do some things that are uncomfortable, Clothes on is optimal, please. But um, <laughs> safeguarding is very important for us. Um, okay. 
So we're going to come back to a time of worship. Feel free to sit. And we're going to continue with our Hebrew words. Thank you, guys. Um, Welcome to sit down as well, if you want. (laughs) Um, So the next Hebrew word we have is shorbak, which means to address in a loud tone, to shout, to commend glory and triumph. I think we were doing a bit of that just then. Um, In Psalm 145, it says, One generation shall show back your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. The word show back is used 11 times in the Old Testament and most notably in Joshua chapter 6, where the people of God gave a sure back. When Joshua led the Israelites to conquer Jericho, God gave them specific instructions to help them towards victory. First, they had to march around the fortified walls of the city in silence for six days. But on the seventh day, they had to circle the land seven times. And on the last times, last time, all of the troops gave a mighty shout. Their loud outcry collapsed the walls of Jericho, and it brought them victory. They shouted in triumph already. Even though they hadn't completely taken over the city, they put their trust in God that the victory is already theirs because God had made a promise to them. Sometimes it takes a loud shout of praise to remind ourselves that the God we serve is a God of victory. And celebrating the goodness of God puts us in perspective that he reigns over all. And that whatever our situation is, we can be confident that he will not forsake us and he will not fail us. That is what it means to shore back. The next word, tehillor, which means a laudation, a hymn, a song of praise, a spontaneous song. Songs of Tehillah, they may not rhyme, perhaps they don't have the catchiest tune. These songs may not be polished, but they come from the worshipper's heart in the moment. Songs of Tehillah flow from the depths of intimacy with God. And in Psalm 22, verse 3, it says, But you are holy, enthroned in the Tehillah of Israel. The notion of Psalm 22 is beautiful. When we offer new songs of praise, our spontaneous Tehillah, the Lord steps from his heavenly courts and takes residency among the congregation. God inhabits our Tehillah and is enthroned on it. So, do you have Tehillah on your heart? A spontaneous song burning inside. Sometimes you may have the melodies and the words that another member of the congregation longs to be able to express, but is not in a place to express what's in their heart. So can I encourage you, if you feel that God is putting a song on your heart, don't worry about its lyrical or its melodic complexity, but lift that song of Tehillah to the Lord. The next word we have, and Please feel free to make notes of this, and I'll leave them up at the end, all all of the words as well. So don't worry if you feel like you miss a word, they'll be there, not a problem. So the next word is zumar, which means to make music, to celebrate in song and music, to touch the strings or parts of a musical instrument. Psalm 144 verse 9 says, I will sing a new song to you, O God, on a harp of ten strings, I will sing Zomar 
to you. In 2 Kings, we find the Israelites preparing to go into battle with Moab, but disaster had struck. They were out of water and they called out, is there a prophet among us, someone who could consult God? Elisha stepped forward saying he had come bearing a word before God, bearing a word from God. But before he gave it, he demanded a musical accompaniment. Bring me the harpist, he said. I love the imagery of that, him about to say something epic. And he's like, bring me the harpist. Um, Elisha needed a soundtrack, something to frame the moment. Holy Raw, the book, it puts it as, music so often prepares the heart for the reality of an important message. Music so often prepares the heart for the reality of an important message. So we're going to sing again, um, and it's going to be a new song for you all. This is a song that I wrote with, some of you may remember, Toby Stavers, who is part of Grace Church in Chichester and also part of Compassion. Um, And this is a song called Forever You Will Be, and I hope through listening and joining in with the words that you can appreciate these expressions of Shawback, Tehillah, and Zulmar. Say, Feel free to stay seated or to stand at any point, whatever you feel comfortable with. Over to you, team.
Thank you, guys. I hope that song blessed you whilst we learned and sang it. Um, so we have two Hebrew words for praise left. And just a reminder that if any of these words are resonating with you this morning, make a note of them on your pieces of paper, as it's something we will put into practice shortly. The sixth Hebrew word of praise is tador, which means an extension of the hand, thanksgiving for things not yet received, a confession, a sacrifice of praise. In Psalm 56, it says, In God I trust and I am not afraid. What can man do to me? I am under vows to you, my God. I will present my thank offerings to door to you. To, to door is a tough thing to do. It's giving thanks for the healing you long for but you haven't received yet. The job you haven't received yet. The child you long for but you haven't received yet. The husband or wife that you haven't received yet. It is lifting our hands in worship to acknowledge the sovereignty and the faithfulness of God. I want to exhort us to adore for the things we have yet to receive personally, but also to adore for the salvations that we have yet to see. As Christians, we praise God for every life that is transformed, but we should also adore for the lives that have not yet encountered the redemptive work of Jesus Christ. That is to door. Finally, the last Hebrew word of praise is borak, which means to kneel, to bless God as an act of adoration, to praise, to salute, to thank. Borak. Psalm 72 verses 11 and 15 say, May all kings bow down to him and all nations serve him. Long may he live. May gold from Sheba be given to him. May people ever pray for him and bless him all day long. The word borak is a word of humility. Borak embodies the notion of kneeling before God, of blessing and adoring him, of recognizing our position in relation to him. It's used 289 times in the Psalms. And in each occurrence, it describes worshippers falling on their faces before God in reverence, adoration, and thanks. And scholars of ancient Hebrew, they provide us with additional insight. The term does not seem mean to simply bow down. Instead, it carries the connotation of bowing low while having one eye fixed on the king. To borak is to be transfixed. You can picture Borak in Psalm 103. Praise, Borak the Lord my soul, all my inmost being praise his name. Borak the Lord my soul and forget not all his benefits. Borak the Lord, you his angels, you mighty ones who do his bidding, who obey his word. Borak the Lord, all his heavenly hosts, you his servants who do his will. Borak the Lord, all his works everywhere in his dominion. Borak the Lord, my soul. So we've gone through the seven Hebrew words for praise, and I think the last slide should hopefully have all seven of them with a kind of summary. There we go. Brilliant. And we've looked at their meanings. So we're now going to dedicate the rest of our time together to worship and to put these expressions into practice. But before we do that, I want us to make some space 
So it's not a normal morning by a format anyway, and I can continue to make it not a normal morning. So the right-hand side of the room, please, if you're willing, please can you take your chair and move it to the side. We've got the little chair stands there. We're going to make some space for us to freely worship. And if you're on this side of the room, you're welcome to join this space. Likewise, if you're on the right-hand side and you'd like to stay seated, of course, you can take your chair over to the left. And whilst we do this as well, I don't know if they're back there, but we're also going to welcome the children back in with us. I think they're on their way shortly. As they're going to join us, they this morning have also been learning some of these Hebrew words for praise and will with us be joining and putting them into practice. Yes, I've been asked if parents if you can please go and get your children and hand in your lollipop sticks and then we will resume with our worship and as I mentioned earlier worship can take many different forms and we've mainly been concentrating on sung worship today but if you'd like to worship God through a different creative outlet Then we have some space, there's a table at the back of the hall where you can worship God through drawing, writing, crafting, whatever is your way of worshipping God. We want to be able to do that this morning. So we're going to give the remainder of our time to respond and practice what we've heard. And my prayer is that these words have hopefully opened your eyes as it did mine to how much deeper we can go into our praise with God. So can I encourage you to worship through your natural response to praise, to think about the question I asked earlier, how do you react when you receive good news? Hopefully you you may have one or two words written on your piece of paper that are resonating with you. Can I encourage you, have a go at putting those words into practice now We have this time this morning, but I also want to encourage you, we have the worship night later today where we'll be able to explore these further and for a longer period of time as well. So, I think we should, actually, before we begin, we'll still wait for the kids and stuff. So, one final thing I want to say is our worship should feel natural, and I get that culturally in Britain, we tend to be quite reserved with these kind of things. It may feel a little bit awkward, but let's try to allow ourselves to be freer, more free in our expression this morning. Don't resist it. Let's recognize any potential distractions and give them to Jesus. He gave himself up as the perfect sacrifice, as an act of worship. We want to mirror the same attitude as Jesus. I'm not saying you suddenly have to become the most charismatic person, but as the band starts to play, (laughs) ask God, what do you want me to take from this morning, Lord? What expression of praise would you like me to bring to you? What do you want me to take from this morning, Lord? What expression of praise would you like me to bring to you? Let's praise and worship our Father. Thanks for listening. 
We meet on Sundays at 10am at the Royal Grammar School in Guildford. We look forward to seeing you.